Konnichiwa. And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kabu, where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And today we are going to talk about Yokozuna Tochinoumi, which I know nothing about. So well, I'm really I'm looking forward. Well, I'm going to fill you in a little bit about who, who he was. Great. So we're going to talk about that guy. And we're going to also talk about special prizes. Why are there sometimes five guys with trophies and other times there's only a couple guys with trophies? And then What's sometimes up with that? nobody with trophies. Yeah. Sometimes they're holding plaques and not trophies. Like, I just don't get it. I would so, want a trophy. Me too. I would be like, the plaque is nice, but I prefer the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to learn more about what that is all about. But first, Newsflash. Okay, I just wanted to start out this episode and talk a little bit about the John Gunning article this week about basically fake sumo news. And I I just wanted to just say it was good to read that. I don't really know what goes on in all of the sumo world blogs and all of the Twitch and all of the sumo boards, the Reddit. We don't really keep up with all of that. But anyway, we just wanted to let our listeners know that if you're ever curious about our sources and what we're talking about, the usually come from 99% of the time Wikipedia or Japanese Wikipedia or real actual Japanese news outlets. So we never make up news. And all of our research, if you do want to look into it, is always cited. It's on our website. And that's just like also a really great source for all of our listeners to go visit sumokaboom.com. That's where you can find bingo card links when it becomes kachikoshi time. But yeah, it just has all of our sources right there in front of you so you can kind of tell where all of our information comes from. Also, we have a YouTube channel and it's just, I think now a handful of episodes are up there, but we will continue to add more visual content for you. So if you'd like to go visit our website, it will also be able to point you to some of our visuals. Oh, yes, it will. Uh, it's not yet? No, not yet. That's a really good reminder. It will take you to our YouTube channel in the future. That's right. But if you're ever interested in our research, go to our show notes section of our website. That's right. And it's not just coming straight out of our butts. Not yet. <laughs> there, not may be, yet. there may be, there may a time be times in the future where we're and like, you know, have... you know where the best info about this resides? <laughs> in my butt. So I'm going to grab it from my butt and put it on a platter right here for you. No. That's right. We we try to be legit, as legit as we can possibly be. From across the world. From across the world. Yeah. That's right. All right. Let's have a sumo news flash, though. Now, the wrestlers, by the way, were able to travel or go home after the last tournament with permission from their Oyakata. And upon returning, they were to be tested, and one wrestler did come back with coronavirus. Now, he wasn't around any of his other wrestlers in the stable, which is really good. So the measures are to keep the wrestlers from bringing, you know, the virus back into the stables and spreading it around. So with the positive test, he's isolating away from the stable. The stable did not name the wrestler, and the stable was actually not named as well. So his condition is unknown. But later, there was a later article, I think today, that said perhaps that this wrestler had had coronavirus before, like in December, and the test brought up the antibodies that are still in the system. So it's a toss-up whether or not this guy really is, you know, walking around with coronavirus, but they're taking all the precautionary measures. 
And the stables are screening people as they come back from their post-basho breaks, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. I think it's good for them to be able to let us know that that's happening because I think we all care about the health of the wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So it's just another step they're taking, and that's good. March Basho will be held in Tokyo again, Mm -hmm. not in Osaka as it usually is. And I think this is like a super big bummer. Like I heard. Well, but it's safety related. It is safety related. I'll take it. I will too. It will have fans, though the last time I think it was 5,000. It'll be the same this time. And the government is, by the way, pretty much in a panic mode right now with the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. So this is just another way the JSA has decided to keep the wrestlers safe and hunkering down in Tokyo instead of traveling and putting the wrestlers more at risk. And I don't know, for me, it it makes me think that the Tokyo Olympics are kind of looking at this as an example in Tokyo where they still have fans and it is possible to keep people safe. Let's hope, though, that, you know, the next one in March Let's hope that it turns out to be very successful so that the Olympics can happen Mm -hmm. come July. Also, though, um, at any time, anything can change. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we don't know. The government can come in and say, nope, we're going to just go on a massive lockdown. All of this ends. So I think with every one of our tournaments, we've been in that same position of being like, it's going ahead. It's going ahead. Will it go ahead? It's going ahead. But at any moment, it can be shut down. We've been very lucky so far in that every tournament has gone on without more infection and without them having to stop mid-basho. Yeah, that's kind of a miracle. It really is. We've been incredibly fortunate. And it also says a lot about Japanese fans that are like, no, we honor all of these rules. We we keep our masks on. We're not shouting. Mm -hmm. You know, here in America, you know, there'd be some dumb dumb. (laughs) (laughs) would <laughs> be like shouting yeah. and yelling. Taking you know. off their mask, throwing it across the room. <laughs> you know. But the people who can't keep their mask over their nose. Well, we have not seen that in the Japanese audiences at the Basho. Everyone is wearing their mask correctly. That's true. That is true. At least so far, yeah. which is great. And lastly, this week was a big week, a sad week. But we wanted to honor the sumo wrestler. Yokozuna Tochino Umi died this week at age 82. He is the oldest Yokozuna living, or he was, and now the oldest Yokozuna torch has been passed on to Kitano Fuji at age 78. By the way, Kitano Fuji, did you see him in the last tournament? He was wearing this like red leather um, oh, jacket. that's who yeah, that was. He's 78. Every time you see photos of him, he's very, very fashionable. Yeah. No, he was um, doing some commentary. Yeah, but that yeah. he is now the oldest one. He's not the guy that died. Okay, got okay, it. But he's the torch has been passed on to him. And I was like, he does not look like he's 78. No, anyway, he looks great. He looks great. But Yokozuna Tochinoumi passed away this week. It was pneumonia. So I'd like to I'd like to just do a little bit of our history section dedicated to him. Great. The 49th Yokozuna Tochinoumi was born Shigehiro Hanada. March 13th in 1938. He was born in Aomori Prefecture. He was the son of apple orchard farmers. His life, though, was sort of filled with tragedy, as his father, who he could like barely recall years later, died when he was only six years old. It was in junior high, though, that his mother also died, and so he was actually left to be raised by his older siblings, mm. which is kind of crazy mm-hmm. when you think about it. Just what, being uh, like, what age? 
He was in junior high when that happened. Okay. So imagine just be having like a single mom, which is difficult anyway with mul- like multiple siblings, but all those years and then she passing on. I mean, what resilience. And I always find when I research Yokozunas, so many of them have incredible hardships in their in their histories. Oh, do they? Anyway. Tough kid. Tough kid, exactly. He pushed on past junior high and being raised by his siblings and eventually went into high school where he was active on the baseball team. He was very athletic and he was a very valued player in the baseball team. And he was introduced to sumo, though, by a friend during, I think, a sumo tour in the area. And he was then introduced to the higher ups, the scouts, the coaches at the Kasugano stable, uh, the very stable he eventually joined in 1955. He actually dropped out of high school and went into the sumo world. Mm. So Kasugano Stable was a well-known stable, and it had previously produced two other Yokozunas. The 44th Yokozuna Toshinishiki, by the way, this is important information, I think. I think. Okay. Yokozuna Toshinishiki was 5'9 and a half and 291 pounds. That's critically important? Uh, I don't know if it's critically important. Okay. It's just like... It's interesting fact. Okay. And he was a master. This other, the 44th Yokozuna was a master of technique, and he won nine special prizes for technique. And many people have thought that he was the very reason that technique prizes began to be actually handed out. He was a very small Yokozuna. And then before him, the 27th Yokozuna, Tochigiyama, perhaps one of the smallest Yokozuna at five, seven and a half and 229 pounds, he was called the little giant Yokozuna due to his fierceness and his extreme work ethic and his ability to kind of crush people with his fierce oshidashis. He was just a very small Yokozuna. So, you notice the pattern here? No. Okay. The pattern is Tochinoomi was also a very, very slight Yokozuna. Got it. That's the pattern. Got it. (laughs) At the time that Hanada, that was his surname, joined Sumo at the initial weigh-in, he was 5'7", and he only weighed 159 pounds. Got and it. So if I stood up, I'm 5'7 and 150. Okay? So he's your size. Yeah, just like with like with quarantine weight on me. Okay. <laughs> like, in, in his first weigh-in, he's your he's size. My size. Okay. Isn't that crazy? But the coach overseeing the initial exam and physical, like they have to do their pre-sumo joining up exam. Yeah. He was like, hey, bud, you're like a little light, so go drink some water and like come back and weigh in. So he drank five or ten pounds of water? <laughs> yes. So upon researching this, I found like a little bit more information on these general exams. And it's kind of hilarious what you can find. Some wrestlers... What they've done to circumvent, is that the word circumvent, Mm -hmm. the height or the weight requirements is some real funny business, um, such as a wrestler named Minomi, who fought in the 1990s. He was actually too short at the initial exam. He got a doctor to inject silicone into his scalp to be able to be tall enough. Well, then that spoils it. I thought I was going to tell you something really neat. No, it is a weird story. Yeah, but... That, yeah. that guy that got injected with silicone in his scalp did get in, and he ra- he rose to the rank of Komusubi in 1994. So don't let height stop you is what I wanted to say about that. Well, the question is, did that silicone, was it removed later? Well, silicone later? doesn't stay in your body forever, right? I don't know, does it? 
I don't know. Would it be like putting Teflon on your head? Like, well, I guess it depends what in the nineties what they were putting in people's exactly. bodies. Exactly, it could have been. So, was he wrestling with that, like on top of his head for years, <sighs> and it gave cause... him an advantage, or was <laughs> it a disadvantage <laughs> because the silicone started to break apart within his own body? See, this is where my brain goes. Yeah, I don't like, know. What were the ramifications know. of inserting silicone in the top of his head? Was it medical grade silicone, or is it like those crazy exactly. back alley people who? like put just layers of beeswax glue in your butt yeah what was he injecting in there <laughs> we don't Crazy. know but you know what it didn't stop him because like i said he he made it all the way to komasubi with his to, crazy scalp all he had to do was a couple years of yoga and he would have gotten there yoga can increase your height by yes. that much yes it gave me another inch that's I, a lie it is not a lie i do not believe you when i was dancing i was five eight and when i started doing yoga now i'm five nine and I started. I don't. I could yes. be a late later in life growth spurt. No, that would have had to be like <laughs> mid twenties growth spurt. No. Maybe everybody else was measuring you wrong. No, are you slumped been, like, before? In my 30s. Maybe you found your pride and you stood up. Really. You think as a ballet dancer I was slouching? No, <laughs> no. Well, anyway, back I to the Yokozuna. Digress. Tochi no Umi also. It was five seven. And he was let into the organization just barely at the required height and weight and started wrestling under his surname, which is Hanada. And he excelled. He excelled. And with a difficult practice regime, he actually, he seemed, it seemed to suit him. He recalled, though, in those days that there were 40 to 50 wrestlers in a stable. And for him to even get practice time, he was up and wrestling by 4.30 a.m. His coach kind of, what was the coach from Rocky? You know, Burgess, it wasn't Burgess Meredith. Yes, it was. It was Burgess Meredith. He was like really hard on Rocky. Yeah. And he kind of. And he always wore gray. Yeah, and a, and a little beanie, a beanie. hat. Yeah, I, I, I love that actor. I know he was so good in um, Grumpy Old. Was he in Padman? Oh, yeah, oh, like the, the TV show. I was thinking about Grumpy Old Men. You know that movie, was Grumpy, he old? Grumpy Old. Yes, men? he has that whole like he goes into the grocery store and Anne Margaret's there, and he's like he does a whole slew of sexual innuendos on like eggplants and squash. Don't remember that at all. Well, that left absolutely no impression ki- on me. No, that but Batman it did. It killed. Anyway, you should go back and watch Burgess Meredith in that scene just to know he improvised all of that. You should go back it. and watch Batman and how amazing he was in that and how funny and scary he was. Uh, okay, I will. I will I will do that. Okay. Anyway, Tochinomi's coach was kind of like the Rocky coach. <laughs> Where he would make the wrestlers kind of go out in the cold and wind and the elements to, like, make them tougher. And it worked because he worked his way up through Sandame, Makushida, and spent all of 1959 in Jurio. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm now just imagining this young group of boys at 4.30 in the morning getting chewed out <laughs> by Burgess that Meredith. Burgess Meredith in the, by the wee way, hours of the morning. Most people probably smoking. don't know who Burgess Meredith is. Sure like they young do. People, no, young people don't. But you should well, know should because know. you recognize him yes. from the guy from Rocky. But can't you just see him but like But he had an incredible smoking. career. He was so great. Yeah. He was so great. He was so grumpy all the time. He was just perfect. So he, okay, so this guy had a grumpy coach that liked to train early in the morning and yell well, at well, all of his recruits. Well, it was really Tochinomi's choice to get up that early in practice. Otherwise, he didn't get good ring time. 
because he was competing with the other wrestlers who were getting more time as the day went on. The, those guys getting up at six. Yes. He was like, I got to beat them to it. Right. And he was a son of apple art okay. orchard people. So he was up early. You got rise and shine <laughs> for the best apples is what I always say. A very common saying. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so... He, in 1960, we have lost our mind. I don't know what this episode is. It's just random thoughts in our mind with some other sumo thoughts in there. In September of 1960, he changed his Shikona to Tochi no Umi. And that seemed to give him the extra mojo that he needed to compete better. And he made it up to Makauchi in 1960. He flip-flopped a tad once there, as they kind of all do, but he eventually found enough strength and power to keep him in Makauchi, and he advanced up the ranks after that slight flip-flop. And now he was doing really, really well. He got six technique prizes while advancing up the ranks and one Fighting Spirit Award before he arrived at Ozeki in July of 1962. He began his Yokozuna run in September of 63 with an 11-4. The next tournament was a tournament win with a 14-1 and record and by November finally a 13 and 2 record in January of of 64 which earned him his Yokozuna promotion by March of 64 64 okay so this was a little before my time what kind of a fighter was he was oh, he I'm going to tell you great a little fighter a technician but see once he became Yokozuna he put more silicone in his head. No. He never put he silicone. He never put silicone. The other guy, the Komusubi in the 90s was the <laughs> silicone guy. This guy legitimately did it at five, seven and a half. He never grew? He didn't mm. hit a midlife growth spurt like uh, you accused me of? Uh, he did. He he topped out at five, nine and a half. Ah! So, so he, he did But keep he growing. started at like 15. So he's five, that. seven, two. Uh-huh, came from. Like it pr- you got nothing. Me. You got it me. It proves absolutely nothing. And 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 I think why I told you about the Yokozunas from his stable that were smaller is that like what we see in all of these wrestlers is handed down knowledge. Even Midori Fuji, you know, who's been crushing it with a katsukashi. You mean the kataskachi? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he comes from a coach that did exactly that. Yeah. So to be a small wrestler and you end up in a stable that has had two Yokozunas who were on the small side, then o- the only thing you can gain is knowledge from those other small guys. And that continues to be passed on through the generations. Got it. So once he became Yokozuna, this is sort of the Kiseno Sato story. He got injured. Tell me more. He had a herniated disc, sciatica, and he also had a ruptured upper right arm muscle. I think you could see the dent in it. It was brutal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you can see in his record after he became Yokozuna, he only maybe won one tournament as a Yokozuna, and then the rest of them were like Kyujo or half Kyujo until he had to retire. And and another thing, at the time, there were two other Yokozunas who were kind of overshadowing him. That was the great Taiho and Kashiwado. They were all wrestling Yokozunas at the same time. Oh. So he was kind of maybe the lesser of them, but okay. because he was smaller and he got injured, we didn't get to see a really long career come from him. He was known as super fast, able to switch grips and maneuver quickly. He had a sharp tachi eye and his throwing techniques and morizashi, which is a deep double underarm grip, which prevents the opponent from grabbing the belt. That was like his, that was like his dominating, like death kind of. Mm, So he was a belt guy. Mm -hmm. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps passed down through the other great Yokozunas, also slight in height. 
But after he did retire, he yeah. became an oyakata and stable master, and and for many years continued to teach the younger wrestlers that you know we see now. He said a couple of really interesting things, and I think only other yokozunas know this. He said that while he was a yokozuna. He felt an immense pressure, struggled greatly because leading up the tournaments, he would lose a lot of weight and he couldn't sleep without drinking alcohol every single night. So he kind of drank himself to sleep. He said that he just was suffering a lot when he was active because of the pressure. Mm. And so when he announced his retirement in 1966, he said he slept for two days straight with the carried pressure of being a Yokozuna for wow. so many years. He was also a sideline judge in his retirement and, like I said, an Oyakata. And um, another fun fact before I, I leave you uh, with all this great knowledge of Tochinomi, he loved roasted chicken and peaches, <laughs> and he once ate 23 peaches in one sitting. That also 23, 23 peaches? Yeah. Wow. That could would be mess tiny. me up for days. <laughs> another... Another greatness of his is to be able to pound the peaches, <laughs> isn't it? Wow, that is, I cannot even imagine. Do you even put that many peaches in an entire cobbler? No, that's. It depends on your size of peaches. They could be small God. organic peaches. I mean, we've seen the hot dog people like eat 100 hot dogs. Have you ever eaten more than two peaches <laughs> at once? Ever. Mm, oh, I do love white peaches, especially Japanese white peaches. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, but you – oh, my gosh. You just sounded like Barb. <laughs> Which is so strange because I'm not from the Midwest. I'm oh, my from gosh. T- I think I must have had some friends oh from the my gosh. Midwest and I picked up a little oh. bit of their – You know, oh, my gosh. I can't quite tell. I want to say it was 23 peaches. Through the translation, though, it said he loved roasted chicken and peaches and, and once ate 23 in one sitting. So Maybe I lo- it was let, like two or three. You no, know, Maybe it meant some. No. No. Like because Nissan Why would you write peaches. a record about somebody ate two to three peaches? This is like newsworthy. No, he ate 23. <laughs> but I don't know if he ate 23 chickens and peaches at the same time or just peaches. I assume it's not 23 chickens. Because that's insanity. Well, if you're going to eat 23 peaches, why stop there? That's true. Well, this guy's claim to fame. He was great. And he was a legend. And it should just, it should just be noted. And he ate. And he ate. And we lost. Peaches. Yeah, we lost a legend. And if you want to know exactly where that info came from, it's in our show notes. That's right. <laughs> on our website. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's jump to special prizes. Let's jump. Okay. When I say special prizes today, I'm talking about the prizes that are announced before the final day's matches. Where you get the arrows. Well, I'm not going to talk about those. We oh, have okay. talked about those yeah, we've talked previously, about right? Yeah. So the winner of the last three bouts on the last day gets the bow, the arrow, the string, right? right? Not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the three main awards. The trophies. The trophies. Yes. The trophies that are much bigger than your standard soccer trophy. It's a real nice trophy. It's got four columns on it. Yeah, it's a double grip trophy. Double grip. That's right. Sturdy trophy. It's got a wrestler on it. It's got four eagles on the top. It's got the big JSA logo, and it's wrapped in a real pretty red and white bow. That's right. That's they always they put a bow on it. It is. And there's always pictures of the guy smiling with <laughs> them. Like, this is them. new. This is not used. That's we have right. not taken this from another wrestler. Yeah. It's brand spanking new. Or sometimes you will see a wrestler holding a plaque, and it's a plaque of a naked figure in silver. Male or female? Male. Oh. Usually. Well, why would it be female? Well, I guess 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Male figure. I don't know. Uh, on one knee, and they're holding a traditional warrior's helmet. Okay? So each of these prizes mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about, you get a trophy and a plaque. Oh, nice. They're not getting one or the other. Plaque they get for them your both. bedroom wall and trophy for the trophy case. Yeah, and the best thing is they get to keep both of them. There's no, like, we're going to give you the trophy for just a few months and you have to give it back. They keep these. Oh, that's nice. Yes, isn't it? That's very nice. That's And it comes also with an award of 2 million yen. Oh, I was like, Would 2 million you also, dollars. Well, it's not chump change. No, I mean, we're talking $19,000 yeah, comes nothing. with each one of these. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, I that's would a, take it. That's a new... Car, like a reasonably like low end. That's at least twenty three peaches and a chicken. <laughs> exactly. At least, uh, and a good movie rental with Burgess Meredith. That's right. Okay. Uh, look, I, my main reason for looking into this, it was selfish. It was completely selfish because I've been watching these boss shows and I just didn't understand why sometimes there's a whole bunch of guys with trophies and sometimes there's just one or two. This is true. Like, this has bothered you for a long time. It really and has. I'm like, I don't know the answer. So. Yeah. And I've wondered, is it just <laughs> is it just me? Am yeah. I am I the only one that does not understand how they're giving away these special prizes? Or like, why is there some guys like there's three guys that get the same prize sometimes? I don't get that. Or right, like sometimes right. the announcer would say, well, Kiseyama will, if he wins this bout, right. he'll get a special prize. But if he loses, then he's not going to get it. And I was like, what is going on? In January of this year, 2021, no fighting spirit award was given out at all. And I was like, there why? Are people with good fighting spirit. Why not? And they gave away three technique prizes in January. Right. So I was like, what is going on? Like my American brain just wants first, second, and third place. Done. Right. And that's just not the way. But how dare works. they? You can have technique, but you don't have spirit. You don't have fighting <laughs> spirit. Okay? It's just yeah, it's a wildly varied thing that I really wanted to look into. First, let me say the Sumo database has a really great list of everyone who has won a special prize mm-hmm. and it was kind of my it saved me a bunch. I kept going back to this list over and over again to look at the history of these awards and how they've been given out. So if you don't know the Sumo database yet, I'll put a link to it in our show notes. Baseline information okay. that I learned that it will help you out. Okay. Because it's helped me out immensely. Okay. You need to be hip to this info. Okay. One, in order to be considered for a special prize, a wrestler must... Be ranked below... Below Sanyaku? No, below Ozeki. Oh. So you just can't get a special prize if you're a Yokozuna or an Ozeki. Because that's considered... Ozeki and Yokozuna are... Ozeki used to be old school Yokozuna before the rich people started giving out licenses. And Ozeki was the top of the rank. Right. I don't know why, but that's just first thing. Everybody else is eligible for a prize. But you're never going to see a Yokozuna walk away with a special prize. It just ain't going to happen. Well, right. Because they are the special prize. Right. <laughs> They're full of so greatness. So that's first thing to remember. Okay? okay. Okay. Second thing to remember is you have to get a Kachikoshi to get a special prize. You well, cannot get a special prize without a Kachikoshi. Well, that that seems obvious. Like, if you have a three and, like, 12 record, then, and like, you really haven't exhibited much Technique. Well, it seems <laughs> obvious 
but it will get confusing oh, here okay. in just you a second. You mean there's somebody who's had a really crappy record? And they well, were like, not a crappy record. I had spirit, though. But it's been, <laughs> it would be good enough to make them eligible to win a certain prize, hmm. but they're, they don't have their kachikoshi, so they can't get it. Oh, okay. 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 And, and I'll explain yeah. that a little bit more. Okay. Third, here's the other thing to remember. These prizes, they're all decided upon by a group of wrestlers, ex-wrestlers, coaches, and press writers who all come into a room and they basically, there is some sort of point system that they used that I couldn't find, you know, nobody's writing about what sort of point system they're using. We need in that room, but, though, because we're, we would be press. We would be press. And I would have strong opinions. I would, too. They probably would ignore <laughs> us. But I, I really do get the sense that, you know, they're keeping notes all the way through the Basho, but it is like a hand raise type voting system really? where they're like, here's his points. Do you think this guy or this guy should get the special prize? Or how about these three? It really is a hand raise type thing. So it's highly individualized. It highly depends upon the opinions of those men in the room. Okay. Okay. All right. So that as makes much sense. as much as we try to understand it from the outside, we cannot get into their brains. We cannot sit inside the brain of someone who's done sumo wrestling and has silicone inserted <laughs> into his head, forehead, <laughs> telling us who has the best fighting spirit. Okay. 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 But some of this info will help. Is it an either or thing where they're like? They're in a room and they're voting and they're like, is it this guy or this guy? And then whoever wins today will be determined. Well, remember, they can give the same prize to more than one person. Or I just don't understand how they can be like, he's up for the prize, but he didn't get it because he lost. Well, okay. So let's take the prizes one at a time. Okay. There's three special prizes. Okay. And, oh, I should have looked up how to pronounce these. So you may have to help me okay. here. Okay. Blind leading the blind. Well, you can always look it up on your computer, too. I could, okay? but I like to guess. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the The first one is the Technique Award. Technique. Also called Technique. <laughs> also called the... Gino show or Gino show? Gino show. Gino show. I believe. Yeah. Or technique. Or technique. Okay. <laughs> you can look up exactly how to say Gino show. Gino show. It's not Gino show. It's not the hard G. It would be the soft one. What? What is it? A G I G I N O. Oh, like Gino show. Oh, like Gino from the Bronx. Gino show. This is the most prestigious one. It's the one that everybody wants, but it's also the one that's not awarded as often. It's probably the one that's easiest to understand. It's given to the wrestler who has managed to either lure his opponents into fighting his way or to the rikishi who has displayed the most skillful kimorite. If you think of Midori Fuji, he won the Technique Award because of that beautiful Katasukashi. Katasukashi. Yep. Gosh, when I looked at the history of it in 1988 and again in 1994 or 95, it wasn't awarded for five consecutive tournaments. Like oh, they were just wow. like, no one's using the best technique I've ever seen. So I'm just not going to hand it out. Wow. And they still do that sometimes today. They just don't hand They're it like, out. They're like, we've not seen anything special here. Yeah. It's just been all Yorikiris and Oshidashis. Maybe. Nothing that they're amazed by. And I can see like a whole bunch of ex-wrestlers sitting in a room and looking for something that knocks their socks off. And whenever they see an unusual kimarite that's done over and over and over again to wild success, I can see them saying, that guy deserves an award for that. So 
Technique Award goes to that guy. Right. Okay? Gino Show. The second special award is called the Shokun Show. Shokun Show. S-H-U-K-U-N. Show. Shokun. Shokun? Shokun? Shu. Shokun? Shokun. Show. <laughs> Look that Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I should have looked these up beforehand. <clears throat> This is the Outstanding Performance Award, also called the It's No Wonder I Get Confused Award, because this one really made my head turn around four times like an owl. Like, I really don't get how they're giving this out. Okay. Okay. This award is given to a wrestler who's done well enough to almost get the U show okay. to win the tournament. So, like, somebody in second place who mm. would be the second place winner could get the Outstanding Performance Award, okay? That seems straightforward, they right? They should do that in beauty pageants. They should. Because the, the lady place. who comes in first place gets, gets it all. No, no. First, you never want to be announced and the first place winner is Susan oh. O'Dowell because it means that she's, she's first place and then whose name is not mentioned in a beauty contest is the winner. Gra- okay. And yeah. the crowd goes crazy and they probably say, and Miss America is and it's lost Susan Tomlinson, but it's lost in the roar of the crowd. Okay. I like the way you're bringing this home to beauty pageants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So second place could be this outstanding performance award or, and there's a lot of ors, or... It could go to the guy who has beaten the winner of the tournament. Okay, okay. So anybody who beat Daesho in the last one. And there is, was one. Who was I forgot? It's more than one. There, He lost he twice. He lost twice. Oh, oh, no show, right? Oh, no show beat him. I'd have to look it up. You oh, can, my God. See, this is, this is why people <laughs> spend a lot of time looking at the databases. Because if... You forget. You it, do. It was only like last week and I like already forgot. Yeah. If... Someone has beaten the guy that looks like he's going to win the U show. He's up for an outstanding performance award. Or the guy who's beaten the Yokozuna. So if anybody mm. beats a Yokozuna during a boss show, they're up for this award. Or And they still have to have a Kachikoshi, though. Yes. Because you could beat him and then you could have a exactly. Have like a Kotono, you could have a terrible record, like you but you managed to beat the Yokozuna. Right, right, So right. if you don't get your Kachikoshi, then you couldn't get this award. But yeah, now you're picking up on all the subtleties mm-hmm. of it, okay? Or this award could go to a lower-ranked wrestler who's not even ever met the eventual winner of the tournament if they perform exceptionally well. Like someone who's kind of like chutzpah. Well, if someone who like comes in at Micah Share 17 and then just takes the cake. Right. Someone who is not like, took losing. A you. Yeah. Someone who's just done crazy well at a really low rank and it's surprising. Okay? Okay. If someone has beaten the eventual winner, if someone has beaten a Yokozuna, or if someone's doing really well. Like I at ne- a certain we rank, never saw that coming kind of guy. Exactly. Then look to this prize, the outstanding performance award. The Shokan Show. Okay? The Shokan Show? Shokan show. You've been taking Japanese long enough. I know, but I still don't. Shokan show. I've, you know what? I've been taking it long enough to know that I do not understand the musicality of it at all. Yeah, I'm pretty bad too. Ugh. Like where the emphasis goes (laughs) is very confusing to me. So the third one, the, the Kanto show or the Kanto show. 
I don't know. That, is, that sounds weird. Sound, Controversial. Well, the conta, well, the Fighting Spirit <laughs> Award. Okay. And this, I don't know. This one okay. makes sense to my brain. Okay? okay. It's someone who's lower ranked, but has a lot of fighting spirit, um, who does really well. So... Someone who's like brand new to Makauchi, who manages, they have to get double digit wins, who manages to get like a 10-5 record or better. Okay, so that's why that's, Akisayama did not get his Well, prize, because he was nine and six, or he ended yes. up nine and six. On the final day, they could be like, well, if you get that 10th win, you definitely have fighting spirit. So it's conditional. Oh. So if you win your last fight, you're going to have a 10-5 record, and yes, you'll get this award. So a lot of these are conditional on their last win of the entire Basho. Interesting. So somebody else could come along with the Kachikoshi, and they'd be like... You've got it in the bag today, kid. You're going to get the prize. We don't care if you win or lose because Sometimes. you've been spectacular up to this yes. point. But for other people, they're like, you, you, we don't know about you. You've done really good, but you have to get 10. Exactly. Well, that's not very fair. Exactly. Well, it's I don't very like confusing. them now. Okay. But here's another one. The Fighting Spirit Award is not only for someone at the bottom of the ranks, it's also for someone who's brand new to Sanyaku. If you're brand mm. new to Sanyaku, you've never been there before, and you perform really well with That's like a 10-5 record. That's a really record. tough schedule, yeah. Yeah, but let's say... Most you of just, the time, they, they don't do well. But if you do... That's another way that you could get the Fighting Spirit Award. So new to the upper level or new to Sanyaku. So it's always like somebody who's new, we don't know how they're going to perform at this level, is up for the fighting spirit. So it's it's similar to Outstanding Performance Award in some ways, and yet slightly different. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So a wrestler can win more than one of these special prizes in the same tournament. Taking all three in a single basho is rare, but it has happened. Okay. One more thing. So we talked about it a little bit earlier, but some of these prizes are conditional on the last day. It might be like that 10th win mm -hmm. might be conditional if they want to get, if they want to see that wrestler get to the double digit wins. That might make a special prize conditional or if they don't have their kachikoshi yet. Let's say they've already beat the winner of the show, but they don't have their kachikoshi. Okay. They would okay. have to get it on the final day in order to get their award. So there's a lot of stuff like that happening that I just didn't even realize at all was in the cards. Yeah, that's a lot. Isn't it? That's a lot to... I won't remember that next time around. I'll be like, no, why? Why is this guy going to get a prize? Or he can't get a prize unless he wins today. I, it's a lot to remember. And it also, is. I should apologize to anyone who speaks Japanese to just have to listen to this episode of two girls in a closet trying so desperately hard to pronounce <laughs> Japanese correctly. We are getting better. But at times, we definitely fall back and yeah. we get much worse. Yeah. And then we learn and then we get better. So let's end with a really easy game. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask you one question. Okay. Okay. Of all the active wrestlers right now in the top division, who has been awarded the most special prizes in their entire career? Entire career? Yep. Well, it's not going to be our Yokozunas because they've been Yokozunas for a long time. You can't get it. And I wouldn't think Ozeki's either. I would say it would be somebody like... Oh, oh, like a, it's going to be like a rank and filer. Like? Like Okinomi or somebody like that. No, he's not on the top nine that I have in front of me. 
Take another uh, guess. Okay. Um, I like your reasoning. Yeah. It's going to be somebody who's had a long career that's been in rank and file. See if you can get anybody in the top five. Uh, Like a... Like Kotoeko or somebody weird like that? No. Um, can I have? Can I see the bonsuke? Yes. Okay, let me look at the bonsuke. My I brain, know brain my brain is like no. Uh, okay, hook to Fuji. Okay, uh, Tochinosho. No, because he was in there for a lot. It could be like, oh, like no, Kaisei. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with uh, Tamawashi. No, he's nowhere in the top ah, nine. Well, uh, but you did name someone who is the top of the list, and you completely just wrote him off. Endo? Number Rudin? one, Tochinoshin. Oh, well, I, I was thinking him, but then again, I was like, he was an Ozeki for so long. and he Right. So you can't prior get these to... awards when you're an Ozeki, right. but prior to or afterwards, you can. Mm. So Ch- Tochinoshin has 11 special prizes in wow. his career. Kakaru is next on the list with nine. Nice. Next on the list is Mitakiyomi. Oh, okay. Under that, Takayasu. Under that, Terano Fuji. Wow. Those are top five. Wow. Interesting, huh? That is interesting. Yeah, so it's still a confusing mass of rules, but it's a little clearer to me and hopefully a little bit clearer to our <laughs> listeners, too. Or at least it lets you know why, if something's conditional on the last day, why it might be. Right. But it's still so confusing. You might have to listen to this episode a couple of times to actually, for it to sink in. It's very confusing still. I'm or like, just, just do what I do. Just make a chart. Yeah. I, make my, a my chart. brain doesn't work like your brain. I'm just like, <laughs> I I give up. I don't know. So right. anyway. That is our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Please tune in again for more info on the sport we love. Until next time, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Sayonara. Thanks for listening. See y'all later. Bye. Did you ever see that cartoon of like the person who has their underwear on and then they have never mind Captain Underpants? No, no, no. It's like a cartoon of like the way the visual people wearing a mask correctly versus incorrectly. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyway, you can cut that out. That's not important. But that's what I think every time I see somebody with their like nose hanging out of their mask. I'm like, it's clearly not doing anything.